Welcome to the Confident Parent Podcast, where we want to help you feel confident in your role of raising kids who have a thriving relationship with Jesus. I'm your host, Joshua Humpa. I'm the children's pastor at Oak Creek Assembly of God for the past six years and parent of two spectacular kids. In this episode, we're going to talk about the new film Frozen 2 from a parent's point of view, how you can tie it back to Jesus and help you feel like you got this. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Confident Parent Podcast. Today is a fun episode. We're going to be talking about the film Frozen 2. So today is Friday, uh, November 22nd. It's the first official day that Frozen came out. Frozen 2 came out. And uh, last night on Thursday, uh, my wife and my daughter, my four-year-old daughter, Chloe, and I, we went to go see Frozen 2 at the movie theater. And uh, just up front, we loved it. We thought it was super fun, super great. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about uh, my review as a dad, what I thought about it, and then as a pastor, I want to help you uh, be able to talk about um, the spiritual side of things when it comes to Frozen 2 and how you can take the themes and ideas and the, just the, the moral explore, exploration in Frozen 2 and then have great conversations with your kids and then to use this to lead them back to Jesus because that's what we want to do as Christian parents, right? We want to model our faith and talk about Jesus often, especially the things that our kids are really into. So let's kind of dive into what I thought about the film. I thought it was great. In fact, I may like it even better than the first one, which is kind of hard to believe. Uh, my wife and I, we, we had just gotten married for a couple of months when the first movie came out. And so we went with a couple of our adult friends and we just went to go see it because we, we love Disney. And so we went to go see it and we loved the first movie. And, uh, you know, now it's been, I think, like six years, right? And so, it's, you know, you've heard the songs, you've seen the movie. It's kind of one of those things where you've seen it so much, you're kind of sick of it. Um, so for the second one, we really enjoyed it. Like the music's fresh and fun. Um, the, the animation is just incredible like there's this color palette of these fall colors these purples and blues and oranges and uh if you if you go in like looking for that the color palette is just it's an it's outstanding it's beautiful um the the all the characters have new outfits of course for merchandise and stuff but also they got to change their clothes but even their outfits the wardrobe that they put on the characters like they look really really cool and uh, when you compare the first movie to this movie, I mean, it's six years of, of progress, but the animation in this next one and just the camera and everything, it's just, it's phenomenal. It's really, really great. And it's fun. And the story, uh, we don't want to spoil anything for you if you haven't seen it yet, but it's way different than the first one. So it really just expands the world that Frozen is set in. And uh, going into this movie, it's very, like it. Like, we're not on Earth, right? Like, we're on, like, Middle Earth or Narnia or something. It's very mythical. Um, there's different kind of creatures that we don't have on the Earth, you know, fake creatures and stuff. Um, but it goes into these, like, they call them spirits, but they're not really spirits. They're, like, animals or just forces of nature. Um, they're not these, like, spiritual elements in any way. Um, but there's, like, this whole, ex like, just expanding what the world of Frozen is. Uh, with, that these characters live in. And uh, some of the the fun stuff that I really liked about it for, for my daughter as a dad is that when I was watching, I was thinking, man, this is like the girl version of a superhero. For, so for like my daughter, this is like her Batman or her Iron Man because uh, you've got this really cool, strong female lead who has these superpowers that are just, you know, they're 
part of her just like any other superhero like Spider-Man has. Um, but it's a girl for her to look up to, a strong, confident girl, and she's dealing with, you know, who she is and, and the emotions that come with that. And so I actually really appreciate that, that my daughter, that that's one of the things that she likes is Elsa from Frozen. And it's because it's that same type of like superhero kind of thing for girls. Uh, and so it's cool. We really liked it. Olaf is funnier than ever. Um, <laughs> you know, he's he's absolutely the comedic relief and his jokes are just laugh out loud funny. And um, there's a lot of breaking the fourth wall um, <laughs> between Olaf and the and, and the audience, and it's great. So you'll really enjoy that part. So uh, overall, I would say absolutely, it's it's great, it's fun. Um, as far as like being too scary or too serious, you know, the trailers leading into the movie and kind of the tone that it set was it, that it was this very mature and dark kind of film, but it's not. It's really not. It's probably on par with the first one um, as far as like like thematicness and like darkness or seriousness of it. Um, but it's great. It's, it's not too dark. And my daughter, she's four and there's like some rock giant monsters, you know? And so like, there's an, an adventure where they're getting chased and stuff and going through, you know, perilous, perilous adventures. And so there's times where she got a little, you know, nervous, scared, but she can very easily get nervous about that stuff. So, so kids like four, four and under, you know, there might be moments where it's a little scary for them. Um, but definitely, you know, six, seven, eight and above, totally safe and good for them. Um, I'll, I'll even say this, you know, there's kind of some fake news that was floating around social media about Elsa, you know, the LGBTQ stuff and uh, absolutely no hint of that in the movie. Absolutely none of it. And, uh, and actually on the opposite side, which we'll talk about when it comes to spiritual stuff in just a little bit. Uh, there's a big emphasis on Kristoff and, and Anna and uh, getting married and doing the right thing and and then even family love. Uh, and so that stuff actually is really strong and really apparent in this movie. And so no hint of that weird stuff. And it's good. It's really, really good. So let's kind of talk about some of the spiritual aspects of this movie and ways that you can kind of guide the conversation after seeing the movie with your kids when they have questions or if things happen in the next week where you can tie it back to Frozen as like a parable to help them understand the spiritual side of, of life and the choices that they make. And so there's kind of five things that I pulled from the movie that I thought were really good. And some of these things I actually talked about with my daughter uh, on our ride home. And even then this morning, she she woke up. Man, she was so excited about Frozen. I can't like – she's never been more excited for something before, like something like this, like a movie kind of thing or an event. Uh, man, she was so pumped for it and she just, she loved it. And so I was able to have some great conversations with her about the choices that we make. And, uh, so, well, let's just dive into it. So there's kind of five things. And the first thing that was really apparent that I really appreciated in the movie was this sisterly bond. So Anna and Elsa, they are closer and stronger than ever. And one of the big driving forces for Anna is that she wants to be with her sister Elsa. She doesn't want to get separated from her. She doesn't want to, to lose her in any way. And she just wants to have a close knit relationship with her sister. And, uh, for the most part, Elsa is the same. You know, there's some things that Elsa kind of has to figure out, uh, just that Anna can't be a part of because Elsa has magical powers and Anna doesn't. Um, but there's this really great sisterly bond. And so on our ride home, uh, I was talking to, to my daughter Chloe about that. And it's like, wasn't that so nice and so cool and so sweet that they, you know, love being together and that they were so friendly together and played games together. And, uh, don't you want to do that with your brother? Don't you want to have such a good bond with your brother like that? And so here's kind of how you have to do that, Chloe. You have to spend time with them and share and be loving and kind and considerate and thinking about each other. And uh, the family dynamics are great. 
It's, I love that. I love that so much about it that really that a big emphasis in the first movie and carried into this one is that um, that that sibling bond, keeping them close together. And so that's really an easy way that you can help tie your family together is be like, hey, look at Anna and Elsa. They were close. They they were together. Uh, let's work to, towards being like that. So the first kind of thing we pulled off was the sisterly bond. Uh, the second thing is Anna's big song in the movie is called The Next Right Thing. The Next Right Thing. And that was kind of like her journey through the movie is kind of figuring out like what's her step and her path and how does she know what's the right thing to do. And and one of the things that she learned from her mom is just to do just the next right thing. When you don't know what to do next, just take one step at a time and do the next right thing. So that's the second really cool thing that I pulled away from Frozen that I'm going to definitely be, be teaching my daughter in the years to come is that when you're faced with a really tough situation, a bully at school, whatever, and you just don't know what to do or it feels too scary or too big for you to be able to handle, well, my advice is just do the next right thing. So what's the next thing that you can do that's the right thing to do? What's the thing that God wants you to do in the situation? And then just take it one step at a time. And so if you can create this mantra, let's just do the next right thing, uh, then you'll be on the path that God created you to be on. And in the in the film, uh, Anna does that, and it's just this big, you know, big epic moment where she rises up and she does the next right thing that leads to her figuring out how to solve this problem. In the movie, it's great. Like that's her big kind of triumphant song, and it's good. The next right thing. How can I help my kid uh, on their own decide what's the next right thing to do? So the first thing that we pulled away was the sisterly bond. Secondly, is the next right thing. We don't know what to do. Just do the next right thing, and then just go from there and just keep doing the right thing the next time and following decisions after each other. Uh, third, uh, this one was like a big, kind of big reveal in the movie, but it's it's righting the wrongs of the fathers, right? So I don't want to reveal a ton to spoil it from the movie if you haven't seen it yet, but there's you learn a lot about the family history of Anna and Elsa's dad, her mom, and then her grandfather, the grandfather, and you learn that their grandfather made some poor choices um, that have led to consequences for his granddaughters then. And the granddaughters have to kind of solve that stuff. Um, but it was really interesting because, of course, they had such reverence and, um, you know, just praise and, and awe of their, their dad and their grandfather. And so when it was revealed that their grandfather had made some poor decisions, you know, it really shook them. Um, they wanted to right the wrongs of the father, of the grandfather. I thought that was a really interesting dynamic because, you know, the consequences that that we face from our poor choices um, a lot of times do affect our kids. And there is a real true thing as generational curses that a lot of times there's sins that families struggle with, that great-grandpas struggle with, grandpas, dads, that just it carries it on. And we want to help our kids to be able to break from those gener generational curses. Um, you know, it could be when it comes to alcohol, that grandpa was alcoholic, dad really struggled with dad really struggled with alcohol, and we want to break that in our kid. And so I thought that was really just an interesting thing to think through and, and to help our kids with. And you can absolutely find a way to have conversations with your kids like this, but I thought this was something for parents to kind of think through with their family. Like, what are the things that, that I struggle with when it comes to following Christ that I don't want my kids 
to replicate because <laughs> there's some things that for my family going into this movie, there's some things that, that, that some habits and things that I do when it comes to movies and experiences like that, that I saw my daughter just like it's in her DNA. Like she hasn't been taught some of the, some of these things about getting into movies and stuff like that, that she was replicating. And it was just mind blowing how much just our kids are us. And it was just like, wow, God, how it's so amazing that you create our kids like this. Um, and so there's the good things that our kids, you know, that they copy and get from us. But there's also the other side, you know, the scary side, the side that we're ashamed of. And so just thinking through how are the choices that we're making today going to affect our kids tomorrow or our great grandkids, right? Are, am I setting up my family's future to be blessed or am I making choices now that are going to hurt my kids that when they look at either if they replicate will totally destroy their lives or will make them disappointed of me? Um, you know, ashamed of the choices that I made and have to kind of fix it. Um, you know, if we think that way, it'll really help us out. It'll help point us on the right path. And so I want to encourage you, righting the wrongs of, of the father, um, to set up our kids with a good legacy, that when our kids talk to their great-grandkids about us, that it'd be good stories, that there would be nothing but good to talk about when it comes to us. So first thing was sisterly bond. Second thing was doing the next right thing. Uh, when you don't know what to do next, do the next right thing. Uh, third was fighting the wrongs of the father, uh, setting up good choices for our kids and for their future. Uh, and then fourth is unity. Uh, there's a big emphasis and kind of the big end thing is just unity between nature, between different people groups. And uh, kind of a little bit about the story. There are two kind of people groups in this frozen world story. There's the kingdom of Arendelle, and then there's these forest people. So very similar to like Native Americans and like colonists kind of thing. Um, and so the, the great, the grandfather, he creates this, this dam to, um, it's kind of like this supposed to be a bridge between the two people. And it's revealed in the story later. Skip 10 seconds if you don't want to be spoiled at all, but it's revealed that the dam was actually used to hurt the people. Um, and so, with that, there's this whole thing about bringing unity between people. And that really is kind of the driving conflict between the story is finding ways to unite uh, kind of the, the nature force of in the frozen world and then also the people in the frozen world. And so unity is a big part of this movie. That's the kind of the goal that, that everybody's trying to reach towards is how can we unify everybody in here? That there's a big there's there's differences absolutely in, in the way that the people lived the Arendelle people and the forest living people the way that they thought about the world and because the grandfather was scared of the forest people it ended up he ended up making some really poor choices that hurt them and so I had this conversation with my daughter on the ride home is that the the grandfather. Uh, instead of talking with the frozen people and trying to just understand why they, they do things the way that they do, he was very cautious, scared, and reactionary. And there ended up being a lot of conflict and harm that came out of that. That instead of talking through things or, or even being understanding, it drove him to fear and just this feeling of just having to react. And so it caused conflict. And I think that's a good lesson that we can learn from this movie is that when there's somebody new or something new happening, whether it's a, a new kid at school or, or a family that does things differently than yours, instead of just pushing them away or being scared of them or, or even just being harmful, saying mean things to them, like you're weird, whatever, 
having conversations about them, helping them understand, and then find ways to unify each other. You know, Jesus, kind of the secret sauce for the church is our unity. You know, Jesus prayed to God when he was here on earth that that as Christians that we would be united and that the world would know that we are his followers through our unity. And so that's, I mean, that's major on God's, like, this is what the church is, is they're a unified group of people uh, with the same same understanding and likeness of following me. And we want to be on the same page. We want to be on the same page when it comes to following Christ and when it comes to relating with other people. I mean, God wants us to love because he loved us. And so unity is a big part. And you can absolutely easily tie any conversations you have when it comes to conflict or understanding new people. Tie it back to this movie. When, when the conversations with your kids talk about how, you know, the consequences that came from not having conversations and not trying to figure things out together. So that's our fourth thing. And then, and then on to our final point. And this one is definitely and absolutely the, the most spoilerish for the movie. And so if you want to listen to this part after you see the movie, or if you just don't care, I'll try to not spoil it as much. But there's a part where on, where Elsa kind of dies. Okay, so she kind of dies, and then after it, she's kind of reborn and resurrected. Um, she doesn't really die, but she kind of does, But then, and she's not really resurrected. But when she comes out of it, it's very much that she's got, like, white clothes on, and it's very much, um, like, almost like from Lord of the Rings, the Scandalf the Grey being transformed into the, the Wizard of the White. Uh, and, and really, it all ties back to Jesus and Jesus' resurrection. This is an easy, easy way to help lead our kids into a spiritual conversation and pointing them back to Jesus because this is exactly what Jesus did. You know, all of these stories kind of tie back to Jesus because this, this is the, you know, God's the creator of the world. He created every example for us. Um, you know, Elsa sacrificed herself uh, to kind of help the rest of rest of the, the frozen world. And uh, as a result, she came out even stronger and better and wearing white, you know, being made pure and that's the same thing that Jesus did, is that Jesus gave himself for us. And when he came out, he came out even stronger and, and more in charge. You know, he conquered death, hell, and the grave. And, you know, he, he ascended into heaven. And so this is a really easy way to just talk to your kids about who Jesus is and the sacrifice that he made for us. And so that's an exciting conversation that you can have and then help them understand more about who Jesus is now as a resurrected Savior. And so just a real quick recap uh, of the five different things that you can talk about with your kids to tie in spiritual elements and point them to Jesus is the sisterly bond that the sisters had, that as a family, they were real close-knit, and we want our family to be like that too. Second is just do the next right thing. When your kid doesn't know what to do, when they feel like they're stuck between a rock and a hard place, hey, just for your next step, just do the next right thing, and then just keep doing the right thing according to God's word. Third is fighting the wrongs of the father. It's being conscious of the choices that we are making and how it'll affect our kids, kind of the legacy it'll set, and the generational curses, the things and struggles that we have. How can we break that in our kids so that they don't have to go through those same struggles? Fourth is unity. You know, God calls us to be people that are united together, and we want to help bring unity, to have conversations with each other, help be able to figure out how can we be on the same page instead of fighting and causing uh, discord among us. And then finally is the Elsa correlation to Jesus' resurrection and being made pure and whole and just awesome at the end, right? All-powerful Jesus resurrected, ascended into heaven. And that just like how Elsa came back, 
you know, pure and white. Jesus did the same, but Jesus is real. He is real life. This actually happened with Jesus. And his example is so exciting for us because it sets up a future for us that he's going to come back and take us to heaven with him. And uh, that there's an exciting future in real life for us because of that. Well, I hope that if you see Frozen 2, that you have some great family memories as a result of it, that you're able to make an experience out of it that brings your family closer together, and that afterwards you're able to talk about the spiritual side of things together, and that as a family that you'll be closer to Jesus and having great conversations leading your kids as a result of seeing this movie. So, A, if you have any great conversations, please send me an email. Uh, talk to me at church about it. I'm excited to hear how your family can grow closer together and closer to Jesus through watching this film. Today, we hope you feel more confident in your role as a parent and that your family's best days are ahead. Subscribe right now so that you'll always be the first to hear new content from the Confident Parent Podcast. And if you're excited about this, please let somebody know. You can send them a text rate and review. So as episodes come out, please share with the world what you think. Oak Creek Assembly of God is a church in Oak Creek, Wisconsin. And if you live anywhere in the Milwaukee area, we invite you to come join us on our Sunday morning services at 8 and 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're all in when it comes to kids. And we know that your kid's going to love it. Hope to see you here soon. There's no perfect way to parent and all of us are trying to figure out how to do this. We're praying for you and believing that the best is yet to come for your family.